if it's a dual agency scenario, for sure, you can't, you know, prevent them from doing that. No. But you need to step back. Yeah. You need to say, hey, look, if you decide to enter into legal action, I respect that. I don't blame you one bit, but I can no longer be involved with you until, the, until that's over. Today, I want to talk about a very, very difficult real estate transaction. Mm-hmm. And there's all different ways this can happen, but just imagine you are a listing agent. Mm-hmm. You accept, your seller accepts an offer. Mm-hmm. First day on market, full price, cash offer. That's exciting. Sounds like a perfect offer. Sounds like a perfect day. Yeah. That's a perfect day. Yeah. Until tomorrow, when the seller calls you up and says, you know what, Logan? We're just not sure we want to take this offer. We moved a little fast. We think we can get more. My uncle tells me I didn't sell it for enough. I want to go back on the market. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. There goes your perfect day. Yeah. What do you do when your seller calls you after they've signed a contract to buy a house, to sell a house, and they say, hey, you know what? Changed my mind. We don't think you sold it for enough. Obviously, there's all kinds of emotions there. There's frustration, there's annoyance, there's disappointment, there's fear, there's, you know, frustration. What do you do as the listing agent? What do you do? Do you say, okay, no problem? Or do you say, oh, absolutely not. You have a contract, you're stuck with it. It's not a black and white answer, is it? It's not, no. Because you have a duty to your client to represent your client Mm-hmm. If your client tells you they want an ex- they want to exit a contract that mm-hmm. they're in, is it or is it not your duty to help them do that? It's not a clear cut answer. It's not. No, not at all. You ready for this? Throw d- throw dual agency into it. Uh-huh. Yeah, there goes your perfect day. Yep. You represent the buyer and the seller, or another agent from your office represents the buyer, which is effectively dual agency. It is dual agency. Yeah. What do you do now? Ugh. Ugh it's a nightmare. So if you're in a situation where you're the listing agent, regardless of whether it's dual agency or not, and your seller says, I no longer want to sell the house. Mm -hmm. Your first advice to them should be, look, you're, you have a contract. Yeah. You signed a contract. Mm -hmm. You made an agreement. Okay. You need to honor that agreement. That's what contracts are for. Right. This buyer made you an offer. You reviewed it. We talked about it. You accepted it. Mm Mm-hmm. Why don't you think about it before we move any further? And if they say, we've thought about it, we are not selling the house to these people. You're in a tough spot. You're in a very tough spot. The first thing that I would do Mm -hmm. after having that conversation, and it's hard to have that conversation where you're trying to plead with them to sell their house Mm -hmm. because it just makes you sound desperate and they know that you're, you just want your commission and that you're, they think, or they assume that you're thinking about that or worse yet, they, they think you're just helping the other side. Yeah. You know, you're not, you're not taking care of us. You're taking care of the other side. And if it's dual agency, you say, well, yeah, I'm representing both of you. Or if it's not dual agency, you say, well, no, I'm just trying to help this transaction. You hired me to sell the house. We made a CMA. We came up with the list price. We got a great result. We sold the house. We sold the house. It's a beautiful, perfect day. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's one thing if the seller says, Hey, you know what? We just don't want to sell anymore. We, we've been praying about this and we want to stay in this house. Yeah. That's one thing. But when the seller says, you know what? We just want to sell it again because we think we can get more. Yeah. That's another thing to yeah. me. That's that's where I get a little bit different feeling. Yeah. So what I would do in that scenario 
let's say it's a dual agency, so it's even more complicated. You got to go back to the buyer and you say, buyer, I got some terrible news. And here it is. Da, 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 da. The buyers are like, are you kidding me? We have a contract. Yeah. Get back there and go buy that house. That's what we hired you to do. Mm-hmm. So now you're in the ping pong match where the buyer and the seller are telling you, mm-hmm. go do your job. And that's a tough spot. So you go back to the buyer. If the seller won't budge, you go back to the buyer and say, hey, look, I've tried everything I can. I can't control the seller selling right. the house to you. There's not a lot I can do. You have two options. You can either accept it. Mm-hmm. And we'll go find another house. Try again. Or you can take legal action. Mm-hmm. And really, those are the two options. Yeah. You have, And I want to go through both. Option A means they say they just swallow it and they say, this is ridiculous. I cannot believe this. Yeah. But Logan, we don't blame you. We understand that you can't control the sale of somebody else's house. Mm-hmm. That's your ideal outcome for you. Because yeah. ideally, you've, com- you've conveyed this in a way where they realize that you can't control it. Yeah. Because yeah. you're oftentimes going to get fired in a scenario like this. Right. If you write an offer with somebody and then the, they tell you, they come back and say, hey, your accepted contract is not going to perform because the seller doesn't want to, mm-hmm. you're going to get fired. Yeah. But if you don't, that's even better. Yeah. If you don't, you take them to see another house and you help them find another house, you should help them with incentives. Yeah. Do something to help them financially, whatever you can do. If they decide, however, to take legal action, if it's a dual agency scenario, for sure, you can't, you know, prevent them from doing that. No. But you need to step back. Yeah. You need to say, hey, look, if you decide to enter into legal action, I respect that. I don't blame you one bit, but I can no longer be involved with you until until that's over. Yeah. And it's on the seller side, and nine times out of 10, the buyers just get over it. Yeah. These contracts typically don't get enforced. Right. Real estate contracts rarely get enforced. Mm-hmm. You know, in New York City and the high rises they do, but in everyday America, right. contracts are intent-based things. You know, I've been doing this for 11 years. I've never seen, except for one time, a contract get enforced ever. Mm-hmm. And it was between a divorcing couple where one side didn't want to sell, but they had to. It was, yeah. So it's not even like this. But it's on the seller side where I have a different feeling. Yeah. So I tell the seller, hey, look, if you decide to not honor your contract that you signed, I can't stop you. I can't prevent you from doing that. Mm-hmm. It is very likely, however, that the buyer will be suing you to perform. Either way, I can no longer represent you. Yeah. And I'm resigning immediately. Because if you have a client who does not honor contracts that they sign, mm-hmm. you should no longer represent them. Yeah. Do you understand that? Yep. And that's hard. Because it's hard to walk away from business. Right. But there has to be some kind of, you have to have some kind of moral code when you sell real estate. And mm-hmm. I think for me, and you can decide how, how you want to do it for you. But for me, if a seller or a buyer doesn't honor a contract, I no longer deal with them. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to be in a position where I am promoting that or encouraging that or you know, justifying that by continuing to work with them. And then also, I don't want to go talk to Lowell the next day when Lowell brings me a buyer. Yeah. And, and I say, he says, how about this price? And I say, great, you got a deal, Lowell. And then next thing you know, I can't trust my clients to perform. Yeah. So my reputation is now on the line again. Right. My reputation right. has already been ruined in this first transaction mm-hmm. to that buyer. Everybody that buyer knows in their life, that agent, everybody that agent knows in their life. My reputation has already been soiled mm-hmm. because of the way that they're acting. I'm not doing that twice. Yeah. So it's a little bit of an ego thing, but really it's a moral code thing. You shouldn't yeah. be working with clients that don't honor their contracts. Right. 
So it's a tough situation. Extremely tough situation. The best thing that you can do is start with the seller, but usually you don't change the seller's mind. Mm -hmm. Then you go to the buyer, try to change the buyer's mind. Right. If the buyer holds firm because they're frustrated or they're, mm -hmm. they have a high ego or they're upset or they're vindictive or they just really, really, really want the house. Yeah. Advise them to go seek legal action. Mm -hmm. But I tell you what typically happens here in my experience. The attorneys look at the contract forms. So get your contract forms done correctly. Yeah, that's very important. <sighs> <laughs> Fill out your contract yeah. forms correctly, modern agents. If you're in a dual agency scenario, you have got to sign all your disclosures mm -hmm. by all the parties accurately. Mm -hmm. Your clients need to understand the, the, the fiduciary duties that you're employing for them, whether it be buyer agency, seller agency, dual agency, transaction coordinator, none. Whatever your fiduciary duties are, they have to be well understood yep. and accurately documented. Right. Because the first thing that happens when legal action occurs is your contract documents go to the attorneys. Mm -hmm. And the second thing that happens is they read them and pick them apart. Yes. Yes. So guess what? If you're in a dual agency scenario and you have a seller that doesn't want to honor a contract and you have a buyer that you represent, somebody's getting a breach of fiduciary duty somewhere. Yeah. Because you're not doing it right. Right. If you go down in the, to the attorney and the attorney opens up the documents and they say, wait a minute. The fiduciary duties aren't even clear here, Logan. Yeah. Who do you represent in this transaction? Yeah. Well, it sure ain't us. So guess who else is getting sued now? You. Yeah. Because your documents aren't right and, and they have an opening legally. They can show that to a judge. Look here, judge. This guy wasn't even doing this right. Mm. We're, su we're suing him to get, we're suing him for this. We're suing him for breach of this for not representing us well. Mm. I don't know if you win or lose, but now you're in a position where you don't know. Yeah. Whereas if your docs are tight, the attorney looks at it and says, okay, it looks like this is a dual agency scenario. Logan was representing you as best he could. He's not able to control that the seller doesn't perform. There's really no liability on Logan's end. Right. We can't go in front of a judge and sue Logan because he couldn't get somebody to perform. Let's focus on the seller where we need to focus. Mm -hmm. You see the difference there? Yeah, absolutely. Get your contract documents right. Yeah. <laughs> yep. We do, you know, you do a thousand transactions a year and they don't matter because they go fine. But the one transaction that goes poorly gets in front of a judge and the documents that you have matter. Yeah. But what happens is you do 999 transactions and nothing happens. So you right. get lazy. Right. You get complacent. You get sloppy. Mm -hmm. You don't worry about that NASA proficiency attention to detail so yeah. much because who cares? It yeah. doesn't really matter. Yeah. I don't need that document. I've done, the deal this, I've done this 999 times. I've done it 999 times. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, wait a minute. That one. Oh, wait a minute. Let's pull that file from four months ago. We got a problem now. Yeah. That's happened to me before. Wait till you get a code of ethics violation filed against you. Yeah. You'll pull that file. If it's my file, I'm going to win yeah. every time. My docs are tight because I'm not going to let my sloppiness on doc signing or doc collection or whatever it is, put me in a position where I'm, I'm in the defensive. Mm -hmm. So if for no other reason, you guys do it for yourself, mm -hmm. but you need to be doing it for your clients. If you have a buyer agency fiduciary duty or a dual agency fiduciary duty, your clients need to know they need to be informed and confident and they need to have it in writing and you need to have it in writing. Yeah. Frankly, those documents are just as valuable to you mm -hmm. as they are to your clients. Yeah. So we always talk about NASA proficiency and attention to detail. 
Mm-hmm. That's not just for the client experience. It's also for you as the modern agent to cover your butt. It's insurance. It's insurance. Go get them. Go get them. <laughs> <laughs>